I've been trying so hard not to love you You've been doing much better by far All those times I lost my way without you, girl You got no idea I'm here at all Hey, we did it. America. Greatest country in the world. Uh, unless you're talking about the debilitating cost of health care, sure. Oh, uh, the insane numbers of deaths by firearms, the staggering amount of people wrongfully imprisoned, corporate government collusion, uh, political corruption across the board as standard operating procedure, Wall Street, banking criminality behind every industry bubble and economic crash in history, not to mention the NASDAQ life-saving liquid profits from the global drug trade, pharmaceutical companies on par actively creating the opioid epidemic for profit, the military-industrial complex solidifying guns, bombs, jets, all the military munitions as our number one export, essentially conquering industrialized globalization, thus making American jobs the second most profitable export. Ooh, and of course, the legalization of civil forfeiture, qualified immunity, and abuse of power-hungry police brutality from the militarization of every local police department in the country, in part due to the grotesque residual surplus of our number one war-oriented product line. In conjunction with the blind belief, capitalism above all else, as Cash anthropomorphized into the definition of freedom, bars of gold as the manifestation of a dream, all neatly packaged in an institutionally crafted 250-year-old system, industry of misogynistic, socioeconomically fueled racism and slavery. (sighs) Other than that, America, tall glass of lemonade, right? That's the place where apple pie fucking comes from. Little League Baseball, 47 cuter names for your grandmother and puppies. All right. Well, maybe America doesn't have a monopoly on puppies, but we might do it better than anybody. Just check the internet. In the meantime, let's put all aspects of global stabilization aside and get to the front page. NYPD officer used an illegal chokehold on a black man in Far Rockaway, New York, and only stopped because another cop realized they were being filmed. This is after the law was passed. Spread this, please. Posted by Super Guesses. Super Guesses. Is that right? Super Guesses? S-U-P-E-R-G-U-E-S-S-O-U-S? So if there was an I, it'd be Gesius, or right, or Gesius, but it's just O-U-S. So Super Guesses. I don't know what it means. I like it. Well, let's get a beat on this video. Yo, stop talking him, bro. You guys can record. Yo, yo, stop, stop talking him. Yo, he's choking him. Let him go, bro. Got him. He's out. He's out. He's, he's out. Look, look. Officer. Look at this. He's out. Look. Yeah, fuck you. Brutal. Fucking tragic to hear, but that fuck you at the end felt good, didn't it? My God. And since you can't see the video, he said that while he was inches away from the cop who said back off or back up or whatever. And there was the same guy who was not the screaming one, but the one who was super chill during the whole thing and getting closer. And it, it seems like he was the one filming, although I'm guessing the, the guy screaming wasn't filming. That's, that would be, at least the video would be more chaotic. So that's a dude who's seen some shit because he did not seem phased. Let's see what we got for some top comments. Cop was suspended pending investigation. There's a link from Hitlicker999. That's pretty cool. The article was posted on the Gothamist.com, uh, written by Sydney Pereira. Yeah, that's how you say Pereira. Pereira. 
cop suspended without pay after putting man in apparent chokehold on Rockaway Boardwalk. An NYPD officer who put a black man into an apparent banned chokehold on the boardwalk at Rockaway Beach on Sunday has been suspended without pay. A video shows at least four officers on top of the man on Queens Boardwalk with one officer holding his arm around the pinned man's neck, identified as 35-year-old Ricky Bellevue. The incident began with three people hanging out on the boardwalk, angry at police for watching them. During the encounter, officers tackle Bellevue and choke him. The NYPD's Internal Affairs Bureau is investigating the incident. The department suspended the officer without pay on Sunday, according to NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea. Quote, accountability in policing is essential, unquote, Shea said. In a recent police reform effort, body camera footage is required to be turned over within 30 days in certain situations, though the NYPD retains the ability to edit the footage. What the fuck? Then, then there's no fucking rule. <laughs> and the dust of men says, and without pay too? Question mark. Well, this is a nice development. User Day of Sloth says, <laughs> Day of Sloths. That is one lazy, slow, creepy day. That's typical for the length of investigation. Then, if they aren't found at fault, they're paid retroactively. Is my understanding. User Painful Peanut Blender. That that would be painful to a peanut. Yup, it's not nearly as exciting as it sounds, especially considering this jackass will likely be found not at fault. 999-111-555-2223. Good one. Says, how could he be found at fault? That clearly was a reverse neck hug and not a chokehold. Space Lincoln, stop resisting my affection. Hell yes, Space Lincoln. Ending slavery even in orbit with nothing but the Galactic Berg address. American Apartheid says, you laugh, but police are literally allowed to rape people on the job in 35 states as they have the power to determine whether or not you consented to sex with them while in their custody. Sorry for killing the mood. Fuck cops, though. Good point, American Apartheid. Was that, wow. What a, Jesus, people are killing it right now. Wizard Box with three X's. Ooh, Wizard Sex Box is what I'm getting from that. Says, that's disgusting. How the hell is that okay? In any other situation, it would be called abuse of power. In a normal work setting, a person would likely lose their job and good reputation for this sort of thing, at minimum, and possibly be charged with sexual assault. Why is predatory behavior okay for cops? They are the ones who are supposed to protect us. And user Katnix comes in, bat and clean up, and says, they actually don't have to protect us either tax-paid government goons. And there's a link to an article from the Mises Institute written by Ryan McMakin. And the title is, Police Have No Duty to Protect You, Federal Court Affirms Yet Again. December of 2018. Following last February shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, some students claimed local government officials were at fault for failing to provide protection for students. On Monday, though, a federal judge ruled that the government agencies, quote, had no constitutional duty to protect students who were not in custody. The latest decision adds to the growing body of case law establishing that government agencies, including police agencies, have no duty to provide protection to citizens in general. Quote, neither the Constitution nor state law impose a general duty upon police officers or other government officials to protect individual persons from harm, even when they know the harm will occur, said Darren L. Hutchison, a professor and associate dean at the University of Florida School of Law, quote, police can watch someone attack you, refuse to intervene, and not violate the Constitution, unquote. The Supreme Court has repeatedly held that the government has only a duty to protect persons who are in custody, he pointed out. What? So you have to be a criminal and be arrested to get protection from the police. But police custody is where you're often in the most danger. You're under arrest. We can now protect you, but not from us. In fact, I can rape you, and then it's just your word against mine. 
Merry Christmas. And it doesn't even seem like this is new information. Where did the breakdown of this disseminated information fall apart? Why do people, why do citizens, me, why you, why do we believe that, that cops are, are supposed to be protecting us? When by law, they absolutely do not. They can watch us be murdered, apparently. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. What a fantastic system. One ticket to America, please. Guys, please check out both those articles as I had to omit a bunch of stuff to make it work. The first was cops suspended chokehold the Gothamist Sidney Pereira Pereira. And the second one was police have no duty to protect us. Mises.org by Ryan McMakin. And thanks again to users HitLicker999 and Catnix for those articles. Let's get back to the front page. All right, this one's coming to you from Crazy Town. Have you been? It's very unpleasant. <laughs> Subreddit R, relationship advice. Title, my wife, 33 female, is denying we're married and wants to be called my, quote, girlfriend. I'm confused. Comes from uh, throw, ruh, underscore, love help. So this is a throwaway. We're not going to repeat that name, you dirty throwaway. And here it goes. My wife, 33 female, and I, 29 male, have been married four years now, coming on five. We have generally had a good relationship and a good marriage. We had a reasonably expensive wedding, which we're still paying for now. I get the bill every month to prove it. My wife took charge of planning the wedding, so it was to her tastes. She seemed to enjoy it at the time, and for the first few years of our marriage, she would look back at the wedding with me happily and without issues. In recent months, I've noticed my wife's attitude to A, our wedding, and B, our marriage itself shift. It began by her, in parentheses, I thought jokingly, referring to herself as my, quote, girlfriend. She told me to buy her a girlfriend card for Valentine's Day rather than a, quote, wife one for example. I thought she was just playing around at first, but this behavior has only escalated. Two months ago, my wife stopped wearing her wedding ring. I was understandably upset and asked her if there was something wrong. She told me everything was fine and she just doesn't like the sensation of jewelry on her hands. My wife has never liked rings and jewelry, so this could be the case. But when we are with friends, my wife will get upset if I talk about her as my wife rather than just a girlfriend. She will go as far to interrupt me if I'm talking, telling a story to correct me on our relationship. Initially, this was something our friends laughed at, but now everybody just finds it understandably awkward. One of our friends was talking about their own wedding, which is scheduled for early next year. They asked for advice from my wife about how she'd planned ours, and my wife responded with, quote, what wedding? When our friend continued talking about the table decorations my wife had used, my wife visibly teared up in front of the whole group and had to step outside. Later that evening, I asked her directly if she had a problem with our relationship or if I'm doing something wrong in our marriage. She assured me that everything is fine between us. From my perspective, outside of this issue, our relationship is as strong as ever. We are considering kids in the near future. Our sex life is great, and my wife recently suggested we get matching tattoos as a renewal of our love. Is there advice anyone can offer on why my wife might be acting like this and what I should do? I will tell you this right now. I do not know what you should do. So let's get to the top comments. My God, with 9,707 upvotes, Eccentric Emu says, I think your wife might need a doctor or some therapy. What you've written sounds like she is having a disconnect from reality. Get professional help. Mars Glow says, and hold off on the children for a while. 401 pound hacker and the tattoo. Low fat bacon, kids. <sighs> Fucking low fat bacon. Why, have I, why didn't I think of that? Low fat bacon says, kids are yours for 18 years. Tattoos are yours for life. Bucket of dogs. Tattoos are a lot easier to remove than kids. And the Indian gamer says, both can be removed with lasers. Now, I will admit, I am not the foremost expert on relationships, and this is clearly an advanced test. I'm all for embracing fantasy. I can see role-playing as a very effective medium for the average married couple. But this girl is having a breakdown, in my opinion. These are signs 
that anyone can see. Her husband's coming to the goddamn internet for help from strangers, and it's obvious the only one who doesn't recognize that there is something serious unfolding here is this troubled young woman. That's why the top comment with almost 10,000 upvotes was seek professional help. And let's remember the world we live in. Our actions have collective systemic consequences. We have monetized a corporate assembly line out of the act of coupling for life. Your life, this one mysteriously unknown moment of existence to an inarguably disgusting degree. The money spent on weddings, the one-day use wasted materials, and the brainwashing propaganda instilled into toddlers that the most important day of their lives will be this gaudy public ceremony to an individual that they have an over 50% chance of leaving in a tsunami of regret and disappointment equates to nothing resembling love. If it requires litigation to separate from someone you contractually agreed to love for the rest of your life, then guess what? It wasn't real love. Have a casual, inexpensive wedding and pull the trigger when you're emotionally and intellectually ready, not because you want to start the clock on your life and start racking up anniversary bonuses. So what I'm saying is this situation may not be all her fault. The contradiction between what society has been telling her is important and special versus what she's actually feeling are clearly out of sync. So this breakdown could be her first big step toward actually making it out of this emotional hole and becoming better off because of it. So the best to her. And let's get back to the front page. This next one is coming from a subreddit r humans being bros titled love is the most precious thing you could ever experience posted by Sabir777. It's a video. So let's check it out. People have a lot of misconceptions about living with a disability. And a huge one of those is that it's a sad, terrible existence. And that really becomes apparent when you're out in public with a wheelchair. Cobblestones are too bumpy and I have to leave Shane behind. When we were at the beach in Florida, uh, a woman came up to me and said, it's so kind of you to take him out and bring him here. And I was like, oh, he's actually my fiance. Like, we're just at the beach together. I didn't take him out anywhere. You know? And then her mind was really blown. <laughs> yeah. I was born with a disease called spinal muscular atrophy. The disease affects pretty much every aspect of my physical life. I need help from other people with lots of things. Anna is my primary caregiver, and that's been working really great for us. One important caveat, the disease is normally progressive, so I would get weaker as I get older. However, there are now multiple treatments available for SMA, and I'm on one, so I'm no longer getting weaker as I get older. We started our YouTube channel almost two years ago. I think the most surprising thing we've learned over the past two years is how much ignorance about disability and dating with a disability is out there. We get comments every day saying horrible things, like, why would she ever date someone so disgusting? And I mean that only because I have a physical disability. It's not enjoyable, but it's the reason that we made our video. Are you upset? You're better than me. True. We always knew that, though. That was never in question. But overwhelmingly, people are completely in support of what we're doing, and that makes us feel really good. I just thought that was an apropos contrast to the previous post. The differences in perceived love in relationships, how some people can live in a dream world of of anxiety and regret, and others can be content with what would break the majority of other human beings. I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I wouldn't be able to be that guy and be as upbeat as he is. I truly don't think I would. And I do not think that I could do what she does and date someone with such a all-encompassing disability. Some top comments. Apologetic Boner says... 
important life lesson here. People wonder how come they're together. Well, the main thing is the guy's attitude toward his condition. If he spent every waking moment feeling sorry for himself, I guarantee he wouldn't find a partner. This is true for able-bodied people as well. Goes to show that while you can't always control what happens to you, you can always strive to have the best possible attitude. That attitude projects outwards and helps draw into your life quality folks, including a partner. E-Man G-Man 9000 adds to that. This man is living proof. Incels just have shit personalities. So hats off to these kids. They are both saints in their respective categories. They made their point. You don't have to be physically perfect to be worthy of a romantic relationship. It's amazing. But I will say this. There's a bigger discussion there that I would like to have at some point because there are some sexual questions I would like to know. Romantic relationships involve sex of some kind. And with his limitations, I would like to hear some genuine thoughts on how they navigate that aspect of their relationship. All right. This one's coming from subreddit r white people twitter uh, from bm chris 44 it says Alex Picciarelli, I guess is the person who tweeted it originally, and it says, make the police academy a four-year program, and I bet we get rid of a lot of these assholes. I gotta go to school for eight years to understand the law enough to practice it, but it takes six months to learn it enough to enforce it? Fuck out of here. Top comment from Freckled Cass. Six months? It's eight weeks where I live. Haunted Hippie says, my dog took an eight-week training class. He still barks at the neighbors. DJ Provid says, are your neighbors minorities? I'm pretty sure you sent your dog to a police academy. Zyaxes says, what the fuck is up with states and their disgustingly short fucking police training? Chun Wookie, more experience and education means higher pay required to keep them. It also means they have an understanding of the law themselves rather than what a superior tells them to enforce. And in context to a comment about how much police officers make, Henfred says, you're forgetting how much overtime police officers work. A first year officer can easily make over a hundred grand. And the pay you're using is from a very low paying area. California's average salary for police is over a hundred thousand a year, while teachers is about sixty four thousand. Considering that the average income tax is about 30%, that entry-level first-year cop in Los Angeles is walking with 70 grand a year, which is pretty good. It's way above the average for uh, an, an American and clearly way above the average of a teacher. And here's the thing. If that's a first year, they always get raises and bonuses and all these different overtime, exactly what um, Henfred was talking about. So a guy who's 10 years into the force could be making 110, 120, 130 grand a year, which means they're clearing 80, 90, 100,000 after taxes. These guys don't have the right to be as fucking bad at their jobs as so many incidences would indicate. Again, eight years to practice the law, eight weeks to enforce it. Give me a fucking break. Guys, it's all I have time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thanks to all the Reddit users for their hilarious comments. I could not do it without you. And I'll see you later. Inside my mind Praying that my lonely days are over, girl Tell the judge and jury I'm alright Oh, I believe in what we're gonna find Oh, I don't need to cut you out to thrive I've been playing this game just to survive But I'm dying See, what, how, what does that even mean?